The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. This may seem like an odd question, but would Jesus Christ recognize Christianity? If he returned to earth and looked around him at modern Christianity, would he see that it reflects his teachings, his way of life? Would he recognize modern Christianity as the religion he commanded his apostles and disciples to build? Or would he conclude that modern Christianity has very little to do with the original Christianity he founded? It isn't simply an academic question. It is very real. And the impact it could have on your life might be the best thing that ever happened to you. Join us on Tomorrow's World as we examine the case against modern Christianity. Greetings, my name is Wallace Smith and welcome to Tomorrow's World. We're glad you're with us today. Our program today will present the case against modern Christianity. Now that may sound like I'm somehow anti-Christian. I'm not. I am a Christian myself. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe He died for my sins and was raised from the dead after three days and three nights. But I can't ignore facts. Facts are persistent things. They hang around even when we'd like them to go away. And the facts make it clear. What is called Christianity today is not the religion of Jesus Christ. We're going to demonstrate that today and help you to prove the matter for yourself. We're also going to give you the chance to request a free in-depth resource titled Restoring Original Christianity. You'll want to watch your screen to note how to receive this free information. And it's important. Jesus Christ himself said, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If modern Christianity is not preaching, teaching, and living the truth that Jesus Christ brought to this world, then what is it doing? If you aren't preaching the truth, then you're preaching a lie. But the truth makes you free. What I'll say today may not be popular, but I'll assure you of two things. One, I'm only going to give you facts, not theories or interpretations. We're going to look at facts that you can verify for yourself in history and in your Bible. Now, what you do with those facts is going to be up to you. And two, for those who are willing to embrace the truth, to embrace original Christianity, Christianity the way Jesus taught it and the way His disciples lived it, then the truth will make you free. And a completely new and reinvigorated relationship with God and with Jesus Christ and a dynamically new life awaits. Are you ready? Then let's begin. In this case against modern Christianity, Let's first examine the popular major festivals of Christianity. Consider Christmas. 
exchanging gifts, decorating Christmas trees, lighting candles and Yule logs. Just a few traditions among many that have been enjoyed for generations and celebrated in the name of Christ or Easter with its popular bunny, colorful Easter eggs, and hot cross buns. Again, traditions that have long been a part of professing Christianity, but also traditions that have their roots in pagan practices that predate Christianity by centuries, even millennia. Now remember, I'm here to present facts, and the pagan origins of the elements of Christmas and Easter are not seriously disputed by anyone. Even the laziest of internet searches will confirm this for you. And pagan origins of these observances are publicly admitted by conservative mainstream Christian researchers. Nor is it in dispute that in the Old Testament, God condemns the use of pagan worship practices even if they are used to worship Him. His commands about the matter are abundantly clear in passages such as Jeremiah 10 and Deuteronomy 12. In verse 31 of Deuteronomy 12, he says clearly, you shall not worship the Lord your God in that way. The command of God in the Bible is starkly clear. Even if you are sincerely using a pagan custom to worship God, he commands you not to do that. Again, this is a fact that is not in dispute. But when it comes to modern Christianity, we have only one question. What does Jesus Christ think? Does Jesus Christ approve of setting God's commands aside so we can worship Him according to our own traditions? We don't have to wonder. Jesus tells us in the Bible exactly what He thinks. In Mark chapter 7, beginning in verse 6, we read what Jesus Christ said to another group of people who had decided that their traditions were more important than God's commands. He answered and said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. All too well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. Christ made it absolutely clear how he felt about ignoring God's commands in order to keep traditions that violate those commands. As we consider the case against modern Christianity today, we are going to have to be honest with the facts. And in this case, when it comes to how it treats God's commands against using pagan customs in Christian worship, Jesus Christ himself bears witness against modern Christian celebrations and holidays. We've only just started, but before we go too much further, let me pause very briefly and give you a chance to request the free resource that we're providing today, Restoring Original Christianity. This study guide is thoroughly documented, not only with scriptures, but also with comments from researchers, historians, and clergy who validate everything we say. If you want to understand Christianity the way Jesus Christ taught that it should be, this resource is the guide you've been waiting for. 
It's completely free. Just call, write, or click to get your own free copy today. You will be astonished at how much you haven't been told. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Call now. 1-800-236-0531 or write to us at the address on your screen or visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org With this offer you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues and be sure to go to tomorrowsworld.org forward slash digital. Have a digital subscription sent right to your email inbox faster than postal mail. Visit us online now. Welcome back. I want to continue the case against modern Christianity with another very specific piece of evidence, the Christian Day of Worship. The fourth of the Ten Commandments specifies, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Yet, in contrast to that commandment, we note that with rare exception, modern Christianity accepts not the seventh day of the week, but the first day of the week, Sunday, as the day especially set aside for worship. Sometimes Sunday is even called the Christian Sabbath. Now, if so, we need to ask ourselves, how does this compare to the practice, belief, and teaching of Jesus Christ? It's thought by many who aren't familiar with their Bibles that Jesus Christ somehow did away with the seventh-day Sabbath, and yet nothing could be further from the truth. In Mark chapter 2 and verses 27 and 28, Jesus explained that the seventh-day Sabbath was created for man and that He Himself is the Lord of the Sabbath. And Luke chapter 4 and verse 16 points out that Jesus himself kept the seventh-day Sabbath as described in the fourth commandment as his own custom and practice. Now, some might say, well, sure, he kept the Sabbath command so that we'd be freed from it. After he died, the disciples changed the day to Sunday. But did they? To answer that question, I ask you to consider the example of the Apostle Paul. Many modern Christians claim that their faith is built on the teachings and practices of the Apostle Paul to a great extent. Like the twelve apostles, Paul spoke with and was taught directly by the resurrected Christ. And as the apostle appointed by Christ to the Gentiles, the non-Jews of his time, he is in a unique position to testify about any introduction of Sunday as a new day of worship instead of the Sabbath associated by so many with the Jews. So what do we find when we look at this apostle? In Acts chapter 13, we read of Paul preaching to both Jews and Gentiles on the seventh day Sabbath, or generally Saturday in English. The non-Jewish Gentiles among them were so excited by what they heard that they begged for more. 
we read in Acts chapter 13 and verse 42. So when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Did Paul say to them, well, hey, Gentiles, now that the Jews are gone, I can tell you there's no need to follow this Jewish calendar. I'm going to be meeting with some Christians who follow Jesus tomorrow morning on Sunday. You don't have to wait until next week. Just show up Sunday morning tomorrow. No, he did not. Verse 44 says, On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. He did not invite them to meet for a Christian service on Sunday because there was none. The Apostle Paul continued, even among the Gentiles, to follow the practice and teaching of Jesus Christ and set apart the seventh day Sabbath as God's day for congregation and worship. Again, these are facts, not theories. You can see them in your own Bible. Jesus Christ in the first century church that he established kept the seventh day Sabbath, not the pagan originated day of the sun or Sunday. Even many modern Sunday keeping Christian scholars agree on this point. Original Christianity honored the seventh day Sabbath and kept it holy. On our website at tomorrowsworld.org, we have so many resources to help you verify these things for yourself, including a resource on the Sabbath with admissions from authorities and experts in almost every denomination imaginable, Catholic, Anglican, Methodist, Presbyterian, Baptist, Episcopal, all of them agreeing that the seventh day Sabbath is the only day of worship and rest commanded in the Bible, not Sunday. I encourage you to check out the website and look at it with your own eyes. Facts are facts. In the day God has set apart for special rest and worship, modern Christianity and the original Christianity of Jesus Christ are at odds, just as they were concerning holidays and traditions with pagan origins. And yet we've only just begun. There is much more evidence to consider in this case against modern Christianity, and things are about to speed up. Before we continue, I need to give you another opportunity to note how to obtain your free copy of the study guide, Restoring Original Christianity. This resource is exhaustively researched and will lay out for you the original teachings of Jesus Christ and His apostles, including truths that modern Christianity refuses to teach. Here are some of the section titles. What was first century Christianity like? What did the apostles teach? How was the truth lost? How can a Christian live as Christ did? There is a world of true Christianity that you have never known. It's time you discovered it for yourself. Request your copy today. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. Welcome back. We're considering the case against modern Christianity, taking an honest look at modern Christianity and comparing it with the teachings of its founder, Jesus Christ, 
and the practices of his original followers. Next, let me appeal to your own personal experience of modern Christianity. Have you seen preachers on television asking, even begging the public for donations? Sometimes they'll say that they'll send you a love gift or some other trinket, or they promise that God will somehow send you more money than you send in. Bookshelves and bookstores are filled to the brim with ministers and prophet wannabes hawking their latest books and advice, all for a bit of your money. CNN reported on the megachurch phenomenon in the United States in 2010 and found that they were mega businesses. Megachurches across the United States are becoming increasingly popular, which is not only bringing thousands of worshipers together, but also billions of dollars in profit. From self-help books to CDs and DVDs, megachurches are becoming big money makers for the pastors and ministries they are a part of. How does this aspect of modern Christianity compare to the teachings of Jesus Christ? Did Jesus intend His church to turn a prophet? Again, Christ Himself presents the most compelling witness. In the book of Matthew, chapter 10 and verse 8, Jesus Christ commands His ministers in a clear and unequivocal way. Freely you have received, freely give. There is no room for a profit margin in the mind of Jesus Christ. The truth was to go out completely free of charge to all who were willing to hear it. And that is, by the way, why all of the information offered here on Tomorrow's World is completely and absolutely free and always has been. We will never ask you for a donation or offering when you request any of our literature. It is not the way of modern Christianity, but it is the commanded practice of Jesus Christ. Let's look further. Let's look at some of modern Christianity's teachings. In most Christian churches, you hear talk of the dead having an immortal soul and how that soul flies to heaven or sinks to hell upon death. Jesus Christ, on the other hand, spoke of the destruction of a very mortal soul and of man's hope in the resurrection at Christ's return and ruling with Him in the kingdom of God here on earth not up in heaven. Those other teachings do not come from Jesus Christ, and you won't find them in your Bible. Modern Christianity often tells us that Jesus obeyed all of God's commands so that we don't have to. The Ten Commandments can now be considered the eight or nine good but not necessary suggestions. And yet the words of Jesus Christ have been recorded in Scripture forever as commanding obedience to the Ten Commandments. In the famous passage known as the Sermon on the Mount, Christ actually makes the commandments more binding, for instance, saying that if you even hate someone, then you violate the Sixth Commandment against murder. And if you lust after someone in your heart, then you break the Seventh Commandment against adultery. Far from ridding us of the law of God, Jesus made God's laws even more binding. And He said plainly and clearly in Matthew 19 and verse 17, If you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. In fact, the disciple Jesus loved, the apostle John, wrote in his first epistle speaking of Jesus Christ, Now by this we know that we know Him 
if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. How can a religion claim the name of a man, in this case Jesus Christ, and be so far removed from the things he actually believed and taught? There is an answer to that question. We're going to conclude our case against modern Christianity in just a moment with one more item that many do not think of, and yet it is at the very heart of why Jesus Christ built the Christian church in the first place. Before we do that, I need to give you one more opportunity to request today's free resource, Restoring Original Christianity. Too many modern Christians lack a true, deep relationship with God and Jesus Christ because the real Jesus Christ has been hidden from them by false teachings and misunderstandings. Restoring original Christianity is meant to help you change that and to change your life. It's completely free of charge. Just call, write, or click to get your own copy today. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Call now, 1-800-236-0531. Or write to us at the address on your screen. Or visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. And be sure to go to tomorrowsworld.org forward slash digital. Have a digital subscription sent right to your email inbox faster than postal mail. Visit us online now. Welcome back. I wish we had more time, for the case against modern Christianity is vast. Once you begin looking at the facts with courage and conviction and with your Bible open, looking for God's guidance, the truth becomes so remarkably clear. If you are interested at all in discovering Christianity the way Jesus Christ originally created it, please don't forget to request today's free resource. It has so much more than we can convey in this one brief program, and you need to prove these things for yourself. But in the time we have left, let me just ask one more crucial question that distinguishes modern Christianity from original Christianity. What is the purpose of the Christian church? If Jesus Christ founded the church as Matthew 16, 18 says he did, then what is its purpose? What is its work? What should the church be doing? What purposes do we see in modern Christianity around us? And what purpose do we see commanded by Jesus Christ expressed in the Christianity of the Bible? Actually, if you look at today's Christianity, you could be forgiven for wondering what the purpose of it all really is. Modern Christianity is in utter confusion on this point. Some believe that the purpose of the church is to alleviate suffering, inequity, poverty, and injustice in the world. Others believe the church is to, to use worldly means at its disposal, such as politics and seeking positions in government to force change on the country. 
Still for others, there's no single driving purpose of the Christian church. It's just something that makes them feel good when they're troubled and allows them to live the lives they planned with more reassurance and hope. No particular mission, no particular purpose, no focused drive of any sort. That's modern Christianity. But what does Jesus Christ say about the mission or purpose of His church? Does it have multiple missions or maybe no mission at all? Jesus Christ actually lays out the purpose of His church and the mission of His disciples very clearly and precisely. We see it at the end of the book of Mark. Commanding His disciples, Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That gospel or message of good news is to be preached to the whole world. That message was the message of the kingdom of God. Look at Mark chapter 1 and verses 14 through 15. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Jesus' driving purpose and that of His church was to preach that gospel of the kingdom of God. In fact, He prophesied that His church would passionately continue that purpose all the way to the end times. Look at that in Matthew 24 and verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. If you read the words of Jesus Christ in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you read of the actions of the believers in the book of Acts, there is no room for doubt. Jesus and His church saw their primary mission on earth was preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. They saw that it was the most important endeavor in human history, and it was worth their passion, their lives, and their everything. In that focus, without distraction, on preaching the gospel to the world, the original Christian church reflected the passion of its founder, Jesus Christ. Modern Christianity simply does not. We've only had a brief time, but we've considered so much. Whether it's the annual celebrations or customs, the weekdays set aside by God for worship, teachings about what happens when you die, God's laws and commandments, even the very purpose for the existence of the church, the case against modern Christianity is clear. It is not the original Christianity Jesus Christ established. But that then leaves us with a question. Which Christianity do you want to be a part of? Or more importantly, which Christianity does Jesus Christ want you to be a part of? I've made my case. Where you go from here is up to you. Don't forget to get your copy of today's free resource. And don't forget to come back here next week. Right here or online anytime. Richard Ames, Gerald Weston, and I will be here continuing to share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ, 
the good news of His coming kingdom and the exciting end-time prophecies and their meaning. Take care, and we'll see you here next time. To take advantage of today's free offer or view today's program now or anytime, go to tomorrowsworld.org. Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.